This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, all right, defense. This was awesome. I mean, awesome and also not awesome because we're not really sure what happened to Jair. Right. He was he I think did he even play a series or was he out that early? I don't I think, think he, he made the third down stop and then he went to the sideline with yeah. the injury. Yeah. So another, you know, curse of the heat, puking, cramps, soft tissue injuries. Um, it's tough. They they happen. I Hope it's not serious. I don't think we've gotten any news, but major shout out to Kazion Nixon because he came in. You know, they moved Rasul out to to the boundary, and Nixon came in to play nickel, um, and he did a really phenomenal job, not just on defense but on special teams as well. So, you know, we kind of maligned the depth in this secondary during the off season, saying, you know, if any one of these five guys goes down. This Packers secondary looks very, very different. And yet a depth piece came in and actually like really held down the fort and gave the Bucks offense kind of a hard time. So I thought I thought that was just like you ha- had to highlight that. The thing I thought was really interesting too, and I'm I'm curious your thoughts on this. Like Rasul Douglas had been playing primarily, you know, kind of that nickel role so far for this defense early in the season. You had Jair on the boundary and Stokes on the boundary. But when I saw Rasul lined up against Cole Beasley and Cole was just getting open in the flat, like on these quick slants, I, in my head, I'm like, I don't know if Rasul Douglas has the speed to kind of make up for this when you've got Scotty Miller as another option in the slot. Like this Bucks offense is fast. Yeah. So I almost really liked, I mean, obviously you'd want Jair out there, but when Rasul moved to the boundary and Nixon came in, in the nickel, I thought the defense played better. And I, I don't know. I mean, that's not to discredit Douglas. It's not to take away from Nixon's game, but I just, I really like Rasul on the boundary and I think it allows him to be more physical. So Mm -hmm. I'm curious to see if Joe Barry does anything with that as far as how he rotates those guys, because, you know, most weeks I think Rasul has the speed to make up for it, but it just felt like some of those, that quick passing game that Tom Brady kind of, that's his bread and butter, especially at this stage of his career. It felt like that could have been an opportunity for the Bucks to sustain drives if they didn't make that switch early. Yeah, that's really, really interesting. And I didn't even think about that. The Packers have this odd conundrum of having three top tier boundary corners and you don't necessarily play (laughs) three boundary corners ever. So Joe Barry does have a, I think, an enviable task, right, Mm -hmm. of figuring out who needs to go where against which opponent and it would have been pretty interesting to see because I, 
I presume that if Jair had stayed healthy, he would have stayed on the outside, maybe rotated into nickel a little bit there because I know they like to move him around. But if that would have changed anything in this game, because like you said, Rasul was struggling a little bit. We will never know, but it, it is an interesting thought. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, we talked about it too, where you've got three really good corners at playing press man. And when you allow them to be physical, that obviously makes a difference for the defense. But I think some of that is if you're overly physical against receivers that are incredibly shifty, then you give up some of those looks in the flat. So, you know, obviously, like you said, we'll never know, but nice to see Nixon be because we, I think you just said it a couple of minutes ago, going into the season, we were like, well, there's not really a CB4. Nobody has really kind of etched that spot out yet on the depth chart. And I think Nixon now has laid claim to that uh, pretty yeah. aggressively. Yeah. And they did bring Shamar, John Charles mm-hmm. in, in dime. So yeah, I think these guys are getting the opportunity to step up and I think they're playing really well, which is gives the coaching staff and myself as a fan sitting on the couch, like a really nice feeling of knowing, okay, hopefully Jair isn't out you know, next week and right. for any kind of like significant time, but it is good to see that this depth can kind of hold down the fort against not a bad team either. Right. Against Tom Brady. And I know he was, a, you know, he lost some of his weapons um, and they were playing really against like Russell, Russell Gage and Leonard Fournette and Scotty Miller, right. Not, not the full force, but they played really well. Um, my crush on Quay Walker the player <laughs> continues to grow seems to blossom of every week. He has just become an absolute revelation in the middle of this defense, his speed and his just him and Campbell together are, think are everything we could have ever wanted and dreamed of. Um, the two of them complement each other so well. And Devondre, I think had a total resurgence game. You know, he hasn't been his all pro self the last two weeks, which Again, we have very high expectations of a player after they have a season like his that he did, but he was a tackling machine. He obviously made the big play to save the game, but the two of them in that middle of the defense has just transformed what the Packers are able to do. It's incredible. Yeah, I mean, we talked about Quay having, you know, the the makeup speed that we haven't seen from the inside linebacker position in Green Bay in so long. Last week, when he was able to save the Justin Fields touchdown, This week, you know, we obviously saw him force a fumble in the middle of the field. Him and Amos kind of combined on that one. And then Devondre Campbell, it's 14 total tackles, you know, against the Bucs. That's that's, those are insane numbers. Obviously, his one pass defense, the play, arguably the play of the game, at least saving the Packers from overtime and kind of letting them. He got every inch of his 6'4 body up for that one, like every single inch. And I know Darnell Savage joked that if if Campbell didn't make the play, he was going to because he was in a good position on that one. But yeah, I think the, these are the the kind of galvanizing moments for your defense. And I thought that it was really special after the game when Kenny Clark said, like, these are the kind of games that we haven't won in the past. Like, these are the kind of moments that our defense has let slip or, you know, so, somehow there's been a mistake or we've we've let we've let up just enough, taken our foot off the gas and we've we've let these slip away. And the fact that the defense is recognizing that and they're understanding that they have the personnel to not let that happen now, I think is just, it's just another growth opportunity. And we're going to see even better performances from them against, you know, equally talented offenses. Yeah. So much of defense, I feel like in the NFL is about confidence in yourself backing yourself. I mean, you see it in some of the league's best just being like, 
unabashedly cocky in like the best way possible. Yeah. I don't mean that as a as an insult. And these moments, I think, really carry defenses forward of like we can stop anybody. Now, yes, it was a very bend, don't break drive um, to the fullest extent. But at the same time, they still held Tom Brady to and this offense to six points until the very, very end. And I, you just you what else can you ask for? You know, and I don't think that drive would have mattered if let's say Aaron Jones doesn't fumble. Right. And the Packers are able to score again, which in the future, you hope that they're able to score more than 14 points, but I think it gives you a really, a really nice feeling moving forward. Um, All right. We've done secondary. We've done middle of the defense. Now we have to give the defensive line (laughs) its moment to shine um, because Kenny Clark was mauling men out there. Like he was just grown, grown man uh, against boys. Um, And I just think this whole defensive line looks stout. Um, They were definitely getting held a little bit. (laughs) Just a smidge. Um, Just a little little. bit against this Bucks offensive line. So, and they still were able to completely collapse the pocket um, during key moments. So, you know, refs, sorry, the check didn't clear. Maybe next time. Um, I'm just kidding. Please. I'm just kidding. But yes, they, they looked, they looked great. They looked the part, right? Um, and they did come up in moments where, you know, Jerron Reed recovers a fumble and Kenny Clark has two sacks. Rashawn Gary got in there. Rashawn Gary has had a sack in every game so far this season. So playing up to expectations. Yeah, I mean, I just don't think you can say enough about, you know, and we've not to be repetitive on the show, but we've talked like ad nauseum about the defensive line has always been kind of the question mark. And, you know, anytime there's an issue with like giving up chunk plays in the run game, you know, your fingers are pointed to the defensive line, rightfully so. And, you know, this is the most most depth that they've had in a long time where and I think that was part of it in the Florida Heat. You have the confidence that you can have Kenny out there on third downs when it matters. You have Dean Lowry, who you trust. TJ Slayton is coming into his own in his second year. Jaron Reed was a, a phenomenal pickup for them at a relatively low cost. And then it's not even talking about the development yet of Devontae Wyatt, who was your first round pick, who, you know, we should see more of you know, towards the later end of the season, because we know it takes the defensive linemen a little bit longer to acclimate at the pro level. But yeah, just, you know, everywhere you look, you know, it used to be, oh God, if Kenny Clark goes down, what's going to happen to this line? And at least now, you know, you would, you would never want Kenny Clark to get hurt. So not going to put that into the universe, but you know, there, there's more depth there than I think we've seen from this room since arguably, I don't know, the Super Bowl run, you know, in like 2010. Like, I don't know the last time that the defensive line room has looked this stout and had this much depth. Yeah, it's so true. Um, and I think, I think um, Devontae Wyatt was credited with a very, very high PFF grade as well, even though he played, a, I think, a limited number of snaps somewhere. It was less than 10. So he's getting his reps. He's getting... He's, he's putting in the performance that you'd want to see from him in his limited reps. So with the hope that he can kind of, like you said, grow into this larger role that a first round pick, you know, should be growing into. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 